Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you to bring up anything. It is Free Talk Live, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online, freetalklive.com, the place to go. The features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. That, again, is freetalklive.com. As we launch into the program, uh, I just ran across this story mere moments ago. In fact, uh, apparently it just broke a couple hours ago. Breaking news! And, you know, normally when it comes to stories about the police doing bathroom stings, I come out against them. Normally, when we hear a story about the cops, you know, sending in an undercover cop to a bathroom in a public park somewhere and arresting gay men for trying to do a little fun with each other in the bathroom, I would say, you know, put a stop to this. Uh, not, not to the gay men. I don't care. You can do, do whatever you want in your bathroom stall as long as you don't make a mess. So normally I would be against this sort of behavior. I'm not sure where I come out on that. I think that uh, gay men should be able to do like the swingers do and have their own little clubs where they would go themselves and do whatever it is they want to do. The problem is the cops would come after that too. So Probably. Then they're run off to places like our public bathrooms where everybody has to deal with it, and I'm not in- really interested in that. So I just don't think that um, the government needs to be getting involved in people's personal lives, in their sex lives. It may, While it may be extremely tacky to uh, being engaging in something dirty in a bathroom stall, I think that you're paying enough of a price that you're doing something dirty in a bathroom stall. Then I don't think you need to pay any further price. Of course, if it's private property, then the private property owner should be able to decide these things. And in this case, we're actually talking about Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport. So, not really technically private property. No, probably probably very likely. Most uh, airports are public, uh, you know, publicly owned. And in this owned. case, we're not talking about your average gay man. We're talking about Senator Larry Craig, a Republican from, o- from Idaho. He was, no. in fact... I love this stuff. (laughs) I know you do. Rollcall.com reporting uh, Senator Larry Craig was arrested in June at a Minnesota airport by a plainclothes police officer investigating lewd conduct complaints in a men's public restroom, according to an arrest report obtained by Roll Call this afternoon. Craig's arrest occurred just after noon on June 11th at Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport. On August 8th, he pleaded guilty to misdemeanor discharge. Uh, disorderly conduct in the Hennepin County District Court. He paid more than $500 in fines and fees, and a 10-day 10 10-day 10 jail sentence was stayed. He also was given a one-year of probation with the court that began on August 8th. A spokesman for Craig described the incident as a he-said-he-said he misunderstanding and well, said the office would release a fuller statement later Monday afternoon. But didn't didn't he plead guilty? He pled guilty to disorderly conduct But how, how, I mean... You know, how can you disorderly conduct yourself in a bathroom? What, what, I don't understand. I'm not sure. Maybe they Sounds gave to him. me like he's pleading guilty to me. Yeah. After he was arrested, Craig, who's married, was taken to the airport police operations center to be interviewed about the lewd conduct incident, according to the police report. At one point during the interview, Craig handed the plainclothes sergeant who arrested him a business card that identified him as a U.S. senator and said, What do you think about that? Hmm. Says the report. Apparently not much. (laughs) (laughs) And good for the cop in that case for not backing down. Uh, Craig was detained for approximately 45 minutes, interviewed, photographed, fingerprinted, and released. And police prepared a formal complaint for interference with privacy and disorderly conduct. According to the incident report, 
Sergeant Dave Carisno was working as a plainclothes officer on June 11th investigating civilian uh, complaints regarding sexual activity in the men's public restroom in which Craig was arrested. Now, in this this part of the story, they actually get into some of the, the signals that apparently go on between people who are in a bathroom that want to, well... Get it on. But, okay, I'm very interested in what these signals might be. The alleged signals. How about that? (laughs) Uh, Airport police previously had made numerous arrests in the men's restroom of the North Star Crossing and the Lindbergh Terminal in connection with sexual activity. Uh, The police officer, Detective or Sergeant Karsnia, entered the bathroom at noon that day, and about 13 minutes after taking a seat in a stall, he stated he could see, quote, an older white male with gray hair standing outside my stall. The man who lingered in front of the stall for two minutes. Now, that's a long time. I mean, you know, when you when you start counting seconds, you've I mean, two minutes takes a long time. That would be very disturbing to me lingered outside of the stall, was later identified as Senator Craig. Quote, I could see Craig look through the crack in the door from his position. Craig would look... That would be very disturbing. Craig would look down at his hands, fidget with his fingers, and then look through the crack into my stall again. Craig would repeat this cycle for about two minutes. Very strange. Sort of, you know, sort of kind of like uh, when I when I read that, I think of, you know, like a timid little dog, like a timid little puppy uh, just looking for attention. It, it, it certainly seems like he wants attention. Craig then entered the stall next to the police officers and placed his roller bag against was the it one police officer or just the police officer. It was just the that, one that I okay. know of. Uh, they placed his roller bag against the front of the stall door. According to the officer, my experience has shown that individuals engaging in lewd conduct use their bags to block the view from the front of their stall. He said in his report, also, he said, from my seated position, I could observe the shoes and ankles of Craig seated to the left of me. Craig was wearing dress pants with black dress shoes. Quote, at 12:16 hours, Craig tapped his right foot. I, I recognized uh, this as a signal used by persons wishing to engage in lewd conduct. Craig tapped his toes several times. and he could just be tapping, you know. He could be, but, I mean, this is, this is also uh, the expert testimony of a police officer oh, whose now it's job... Ex- now it's expert testimony. Whose job <laughs> is to bust people for doing sexy things in bathrooms. I know that the only, the only group that you hate more than cops is politicians, so I mean, oh, suddenly, yeah. suddenly, sure do. suddenly it's an expert testimony instead of, ah, this cop's lying. They're trained to lie! <laughs> Well, this is what apparently happened, uh, according to... I'm just reading the report, okay? (laughs) I find this interesting, because we've never actually... In all the times we've read stories about bus going down in bathrooms, not that we've read a whole lot, but in all of the times we have done it, there's never been any detail as to how this happens. How does someone who's in one stall communicate to someone who's in another stall that I would like to touch you there? You know, how does that communication go on? Uh, anyway, apparently it's foot tapping. No foot tapping in bathroom stalls, well, gentlemen. According to the report, he recognized this as a signal. Craig tapped his shoes several times and then moved his foot closer to my foot. I moved my foot up and down slowly. While this was occurring, the male in the stall to my right was still present. I could hear several unknown persons in the restroom that appeared to use the restroom for its intended use. The presence of others didn't seem to deter Craig as he moved his right foot so that it touched the side of my left foot, which was within my stall area. Yucky. Now that, I mean, if he was just tapping his foot up front, okay. But when you touch the guy's foot in the stall next to you, 
that says something to me. Yeah. Craig then pres- nothing nice. I can tell you that it doesn't say anything. And nice. it also says that if the cops telling the truth about this, and he didn't know he was a senator, he was just in there doing his bust thing. Right. Found that out later. It also says that Senator Craig is an old hat at this. Hmm. Senator Craig knows all the signals, and this wasn't his first time. Apparently he doesn't know enough to be able to pick out the cops. Craig then proceeded to swipe his hand, this is after he touched his foot, then pers- proceeded to swipe his hand under the stall divider several times. And Carsonia noted in his report that, quote, I could see Craig had a gold ring on his ring finger as his hand was on my side of the stall divider. Hmm. Carsonia then held his police identification down by the floor so Craig could see it. Quote, with my left hand near the floor, I pointed towards the exit. Craig responded, no. I again pointed towards the exit. Craig exited the stall with his roller bags without flushing the toilet. Craig said he would not go. I told Craig he was under arrest, he had to go, and that I didn't want to make a scene. Craig then left the restroom. In a recorded interview after the arrest, Craig either disagreed with me or didn't recall the events as they happened. The report states he stated that he has a wide stance when going to the bathroom and that his foot might have touched mine. The report states Craig also told the arresting officer that he reached down with his right hand to pick up a piece of paper that was on the floor. Quote, it should be noted that there was not a piece of paper on the bathroom floor, nor did Craig pick up a piece of paper, said the arresting officer. And then on August 8th, the day he pled guilty to disorderly conduct, Craig appeared via satellite at a ceremony that took place in Idaho, blah de blah Craig's office publicly denied allegations that he was a homosexual made on a gay activist website, blogactive.com. And the office said that the charge was completely ridiculous and has no basis in fact. So mm. there you go. He said, he said. Who do you believe? The slimy politician or the cop? I'll take the cop on this one. <laughs> this is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You take control of the airwaves. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our website we give away, including the updates. You get signed up for the updates list. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. And you'll know it first if you're on the list at updates.freetalklive.com. That's updates. .freetalklive.com. And now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like setting up a corporation or limited liability company. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL, like Free Talk Live. That's code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. You know, just a few more thoughts on interesting little story out of, uh, I guess, uh, was it St. Louis? Yeah, St. Louis. RollCall.com reporting. St. Paul. Uh, yeah, okay, well, whatever it was. Yeah, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Correct. Uh, anyway, Senator Larry Craig, a Republican from Idaho, has been busted for... Now, the charge was disorderly conduct, but according to the cop, they were doing an undercover sting in the bathroom at the airport because there have been some complaints about some, as they call it, lewd activity going on. And sure enough, Senator Craig apparently is someone who engages in those crazy bathroom hijinks well you know i'm not exactly i'm not 100 percent convinced on this one um it seems like it certainly looks that way but what exactly was disorderly about senator craig's conduct he apparently tapped his foot and waved his hand um now maybe that's a signal for wanting to do something mm-hmm. illegal but it isn't exactly doing something illegal is it i mean you know waving I your hand know. and tapping your foot 
No, I f- I'm obviously against this whole cr- <laughs> crime in the first place, but I just I'm for it in this particular case because it's happening to a politician. And it's happening to a politician who likely takes a very pro, you know, morality stance, right? He's a Republican from Idaho, Mark. I mean, you've you've got to take a very pro, I'm a family man, I'm a moral man, I go to church, that kind of stance to get elected as a Republican in Idaho. It, it does seem that way. So I just, I just relish it when these stories come out. Stories about politicians or stories like about Ted Haggard, the, uh, the head of the mega church in Denver, uh, that guy that was... Because you don't think that anybody should be a hero because everybody has failings, right? I don't, I don't know what that means. I don't think I've ever said I don't think anyone should be a hero. I don't think these people are heroic, certainly not. Uh, I don't think they should be uh, respected. I don't think they should be believed. And I think that uh, it's awfully fun when stories like this come out to reveal who they really are. And you know what? If Senator Larry Craig really is a gay man, then I think that's fine. I, I certainly have nothing against gay men or gay men... Um, having sex with one another or, or whatever. Uh, but for him to get out, I mean, I don't know what his voting record is, but as a Republican from Idaho, you know, you're, I can imagine... You're jumping what it, to a conclusion. I can imagine what a guy like that might vote for, and I can imagine that someone like Senator Larry Craig would make a big spectacle out of him going to church and being a good moral man and campaigning on family values and voting against any anything that, you know... Uh, legalizes gay marriage or something like that. It's just That's just the impression I get from people like that. And then when it turns out that they aren't at all what they claim to be, I'll be the first person in line to trumpet it on my radio show because it's just enjoyable. And you know what? You learn something new every night here on Free Talk Live. Did you ever think that you would find out what the steps are to meeting another man in a bathroom it, somewhere? It really bothers me that I know now. <laughs> <laughs> it really, really bo- it, it, that's that's the that's the part about this whole story that bothers me the most. Now I know the signals. So if I happen to see foot tapping and hand waving mm. when I happen to be using the bathroom, it, oh my God! If I if I were to use the bathroom at a, an airport, I'm surprised you haven't gotten it before. You are an attractive man. I, yeah, but I don't use the bathroom at airports, <laughs> <laughs> and I certainly would try to avoid them at rest stops. So anyway, there you go. Craig's office is denying the entire thing, and the police officer saying, hey, this guy did everything that anybody else did when they were looking for sexy time. So so um, it, it's kind of funny. I, I happen to know somebody who um, were, has an employee that works for them that used to work for Senator Craig. Really? Yeah, and uh, the employee's like, I had no idea the guy was gay. Mm. So interesting. It's character witness, that's all. Well, you can't. If you're a gay senator, you know you can't make moves on your staff. Your staff. You can't make as much moves fun as it might be on the congressional pages. You know you can't do that. Seems like a bad because, idea. I mean, you could try your best to keep it on the down low, but somebody's going to talk eventually. If you, the more people you make moves on, the more likely the word's going to get out. Which is why you have to engage in behavior like this. You have to meet people in public places who don't know you and you don't know them. and Right, it's a shame that they can't abuse their power sexually like all the rest of the senators do. <laughs> 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Uh, you know what? L- something a little bit more serious is the whole Iran situation, which, to be honest with you, I, hadn't really s- I haven't really seen a good Iran wrap-up story in quite a while. So mm-hmm. I was a bit out of touch with all the, the build-up and that sort of thing that was going on over there. Okay, and 
I, a lot of this came as a surprise to me. It's from LouRockwell.com, Paul Craig Roberts, formerly of the Reagan administration. I've been kind of watching this, reading, reading whatever stories are. I expect to, if we're going to have another conflict any time in the near future, it's going to be with Iran. And I yeah. uh, don't want that to happen. So, but apparently George Bush would like that. I'll let you know uh, what's a surprise to be too. Oh, oh, and do we really need to say anything about the uh, the Gonzalez re- resignation? I mean, okay, Gonzalez, he's resigning, and they're going to replace him with somebody awful. Right. Yeah. Let's. You know. I mean, are people out is there, there a really black che- guy in the Bush administration? Yeah. So what? Are, are people out there really cheering this on like it's going to make a difference? I don't think it's going to make a difference at all. I mean, look at how the uh, Iran Contra scandal gave a black eye to the um, Reagan administration. Okay, so the detractors of Reagan, the Democrats, uh, believe that Reagan was a bad guy because of the Iran-Contra scandal, and now they have a little proof. The um, the supporters of Reagan think all it's a bunch of hogwash, didn't matter, and Reagan's uh, the greatest president ever. Doesn't matter. You know, uh, was Alberto Gonzalez worse or about the same as far as his level of tyranny, of support for tyranny, as as his predecessor, John Ashcroft? Remember that guy? He I was think- creepy and scary and... He sort of brought us into this whole police state mentality in this country. Alberto Gonzalez sort of continued pushing the same ball forward. Yeah, no, 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 I would say no different. Yeah, so I mean, slightly Michael, different, but not much different. Michael Chertoff is the one who's on uh, apparently been proposed to replace him. This is the guy that runs Department of, the Department of Homeland Security. This is the guy that came up with the idea for the real ID. This is the guy that wants to shove a national ID down your throat. And I feel awful that I've just named three political personalities within the same uh, five minutes. Uh, but I guess this is Four. the top story. This is the top story of the day, right? This Alberto Gonzalez mm-hmm. thing. What else do you want to say about it? Okay, he's gone. Nothing's going to change. It's not like he's going to bring in a angelic individual to fill this position. Somebody who's going to all of a sudden return the Department of Justice to a pro-liberty mindset. Nothing's going to change. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So there you go. Uh, George W. Bush says no pullout from Iraq while I'm president. On to Iran declares Vice President Cheney. Really, it sounded it sounded like the uh, administration was getting ready to back out of uh, Iraq to me. I, I, just the, the sort of rumblings I'd been hearing in the news and that kind of thing. But apparently not. We'll see. Paul Craig Roberts has uh, an interesting bit of information to share with you. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. How close is the United States to conflict with Iran? Looks like they're pretty darn close. We'll give you the details coming up, and you can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live, 1-800-259-9231. George Phillies is the right candidate for president, a serious, well-educated candidate who stands for the basic principles of liberty and the basic principles of this nation. Paid for by Phillies 2008. This is George Phillies, libertarian for president. I approved of this message. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231, inviting you to our website, freetalklive.com. We've got live streams. There's a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version waiting for you for free at freetalklive.com. Do you have questions about the liquidity crisis, the China option, and the Fed chairman's unenviable unenviable choice between hyperinflation or a deflationary implosion followed by hyperinflation? Visit D2Z.org or contact Troy at D2Z.org. 
1-800-259-9231. So, uh, talking about Paul Craig Roberts, LewRockwell.com, and how close the United States government might be to some sort of a conflict with Iran. This is not good news. This is awful. Anyway, he uh, starts out by pointing out that George Bush has declared there will be no pullout from Iraq. Well, he's president. Mm. Vice, Pre- uh, Vice President Cheney declares, on to Iran. Israel is a peace-seeking state that needs $30 billion of U.S. taxpayers' money for war, according to the State Department. And the Democratic Congress, if not fully behind the Iraqi war, at least is no longer in the way. Nor are the Democrats in the way of the Bush regime's buildup for initiating war with Iran. The Bush regime says it's going to designate part of Iran's military, the Revolutionary Guards, a terrorist organization whose bases and facilities Bush intends to bomb, along with Iran's nuclear energy sites. Oh, God. Three U.S. This one is pretty uh, spooky. Three U.S. aircraft carrier strike forces are currently deployed off of Iran. B-2 stealth bombers are being fitted to carry uh, 30,000-pound bunker buster bombs to use against hardened sites. Politicized U.S. generals assert that Iran is providing arms and aid to the Iraqi resistance, uh, or excuse me, to the Iraqi resistance to the U.S. occupation. The media is feeding the U.S. population at the same uh, the same propaganda about non-existent Iranian weapons of mass destruction. The same stuff they fed us about the non-existent Iraqi weapons of mass destruction. A former CIA Middle East field officer, Robert Baer, has written in Time magazine that the Bush regime has decided to attack the Revolutionary Guards within the next six months. Mm. Remember the cakewalk war? Well, this time the neocons think that an attack on the Revolutionary Guards will free Iran from Islamic influence and cause the Iranians to back the U.S. against their own government. Sure it will. Well, largely, um, Iranians do like the U.S. as far as, uh, you know, the things we offer there, you know, uh, many of the citizens are very pro-Western. But I think that when we start dropping bombs on them, they may change their minds. You're damn right. I know I would. Lies, unprovoked aggression, and delusional expectations. The same ingredients that produced the Iraq catastrophe all over again. Mm. The entire Bush regime and both political parties are complicit, along with the media and U.S. allies. According to Bayer, the Bush regime has given no consideration to whether Iran's response to a U.S. attack might be different than to welcome it as liberation. What if Iran really were to arm the Iraqi resistance and or to sink our aircraft carriers? How can any government, even one as incompetent, delusional, and unaccountable as the Bush regime, initiate war without any thought to the consequences? The Bush regime's planned war against Iran casts light on the large increase in military armaments that the U.S. is supplying to Israel. With Iraq in chaos and civil war, an attack on Iran leaves as opposition to Israel only Syria and Hezbollah in southern Lebanon. Israel can't finish off the Palestines until Hezbollah is destroyed. An Israeli attack on Syria while the U.S. attacks Iran would leave Hezbollah without supplies in the face of a new Israeli attack. Craig Roberts says the agenda unfolding before our eyes might be the neoconservative Israeli Cheney, uh, Cheney plan to rid the Middle East of any check to the Israeli territorial expansion. Nicholas Burns said that the $30 billion in military aid, that's your taxpayer dollars, uh, was not conditional on any Israeli concessions or progress toward resolving the conflict with the Palestinians. Israel's, now, you know, the, as, the Israeli, Israeli conflict out there, whatever's going on in the Middle East with Israel, is... Not a problem that I can confront from a libertarian standpoint, because it was created by government intervention. Mm. The Israel, the, um, the Israeli state itself was created. 
by the UN to handle that Jew problem after uh, World War II. Mm-hmm. You know, what do we do with these people? They've been, uh, you know, t- treated terribly over in, uh, more than terribly, as terribly as one can be treated over in, in Germany and um, sort of the, you know, Eastern Europe there. What do we do? We, um, we, we were responsible for turning these people back from our borders all over. You know, the major Western countries were responsible for turning the Jews away. Mm-hmm. By the shipload. By the shipload um, before the, the outbreak of World War II. So what are we going to do to set this right? Well, let's take a chunk of the Middle East here from the Ottoman Empire, and we'll, we'll just make that the Jewish homeland. Jerusalem's good. There's Jews in Jerusalem, right? I remember reading about it in the Bible. So they put Jerusalem there, and certainly there were Jews in place in Jerusalem, no doubt about mm-hmm. it. And But, you know, now the, the Muslims don't like it. Okay, so how do I handle that as a libertarian? Well, I'll tell you, here's how I handle it as a libertarian. Israel, good luck. Stay the hell out. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it's I, I just I want nothing to do with that conflict over there. I don't know what it's all about personally. I mean, I don't know whose side is on what and who's it's, allied with who. It's muddled. The facts are difficult to under. You know, it's it's difficult to come up with the facts. If I wanted to pick a side that I think that that I like, I like the Jews' side. I think that they, um, you know, they've got their land there. It's theirs now. There's nobody alive who um, whose land has been stolen from them. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Well, they've got the land. It's theirs. Let's let them live in peace. Leave the Jews alone. It's a tiny little country. Leave them alone. That's the way I see it. But I'm not willing to. I'm not willing to vote to put your money behind that sentiment. Right. Because what if I disagreed? Wrong. Right. Right. And there are. Uh, I'm sure there's in a lots of Americans of, that do disagree. Right. In a country of 300 million Americans, inevitably there's going to be some disagreement, which is why the United States government should not be taking any taxpayer dollars and giving it to any country around. Uh, around the world, any of them. And part of this is to secure our oil interests. Hold on. Whose oil interests? Exxon. You're right. Texaco. You know, these companies out there, that uh, um, that's their interest, not the Americans' interest. I mean, it doesn't take much much of a memory to realize that before the Iraq conflict, prices in gas were a lot cheaper for all of us. I don't know that these things are connected. They may or may not be. It's my understanding that a lot of it has to be. It, it seems like it. Inflation's probably another factor. That and uh, China has uh, really stepped up what it wants as far as oil now, too. Here's a few more thoughts from Paul Craig Roberts. He says, Israel's ghettoizing and ethnic cleansing of the Palestinian West Bank proceeds apace. Meanwhile, in America, while more money is poured into more... That sounds more, unfair to me. ...more war, condemned bridges collapse killing Americans who trusted their government to provide safe infrastructure. Devastated residents of New Orleans remain unaided. Financial difficulties deepen for more Americans as falling home prices and jobs lost to offshore push more Americans into desperate straits. The U.S. dollar continues to fall as the government's war debts build up abroad. Except for the armaments industry, where... Where is the gain to America in Bush's wars? Before Bush invaded Afghanistan, the Taliban had allegedly stamped out drug production, and the U.S. invasion has brought it back. On August 22nd, Bush told the veterans of foreign wars that U.S. troops are, quote, the greatest force for human liberation the world has ever known. Unquote. Tell that to the 650,000 dead Iraqis and the 4 million displaced Iraqis and the tens of thousands of slaughtered Afghans and the coming civilian deaths in Iran. Tell that to all the bombed civilians from Serbia to Africa who are blown to pieces in order that a U.S. president can make a point. Bush goes far beyond George Orwell's newspeak in his novel 1984 when Bush equates U.S. Hege- uh, hegemony with liberation. 
America's hegemonic hubris is a sickness. A country that tolerates a war criminal while he openly plans to attack yet another country is definitely not a light unto the world. Now, Paul Craig Roberts sounds pretty upset about this. He should be. Um, and, and It's pretty upsetting what's going on. And I, what's more upsetting is that if indeed they roll into Iran, they're going to run out of troops real quick-like. And then they're going to have to go to a draft. Mm, I didn't think about that, but uh, likely that would be something that uh, would, would come up. Well, they've already mentioned a draft simply in order to... Uh, to supply more troops for the Iraq conflict, let alone expanding out from there. Right. Apparently, we didn't. Um, you know, a surge was necessary to uh, handle what's going on in Iraq. which apparently didn't have enough troops there. Already, the army is having a difficult time recruiting. How would we get new people? One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want on the way. Flower and terror. How do the two go together? Find out. Story from Germany will explain. Uh, 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 1-800-259-9231. Single CAI toll-free line. That's 800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. And we're inviting you to our website. FreeTalkLive.com is the place to go. The features on the site are for free. And... Well, we do ask you to voluntarily support the show. If you like the fact that we give away everything on our website, then head over and shop with us at store.freetalklive.com. Great place to get all kinds of super Free Talk Live branded merchandise and a few other things as well. Head over to store.freetalklive.com. Mark, you misinformed me, didn't you? What's this story all about? I, you know, I, I had uh, scanned over this story earlier today, and um, I, I came up with uh, something that was wrong. All right, it's not it. Germany. It's not Germany, and that's what is the scariest part about it. Okay. It's New Haven, Connecticut. What happened? Two people who sprinkled flour in a parking lot to mark a trail for their offbeat running club inadvertently caused a bioterrorism scare and now face <laughs> a felony charge. What? The sprinkled powder forced, forced, the, the powder itself forced... That's a pretty powerful flower, let right. me tell you. There's nothing. There isn't a, a dumber um, story, a, a story that is is more dumb than this one. Uh, since the blinking box thing set off uh, Boston, do you know what I'm talking about? Remember the the uh, I, what are those? Yeah, yeah, the uh, Aquatine Hunger Force Moonanites. <laughs> yeah, that silly crap. Okay, New Haven ophthalmologist. Dangerous, dangerous folks. Those ophthalmologists. Mm. Daniel Scalcho, 36, and his sister, Dorothy, who is visiting from Hamburg, Germany. See, Germany is involved uh, in the story. Gotcha. Clearly a terrorist visiting <laughs> foreign country and stuff. We're both charged with first-degree felony breach of peace. The siblings set off the scare... Wait a minute. It was the cops that breached the peace. Everything was fine until the cops decided to th- consider this flower as a bomb threat or whatever. Well, I don't know who a called the police um, or why. You know what? What little ninny called the police? Going, oh, there's people out sprinkling powder in our parking lot. I don't know who who did that or um, who's responsible. But it, you know, the, the springing into action. The fact is, when you see somebody in running shoes with silky running shorts. And, and perhaps an A shirt on. Mm. Those people are probably not terrorists if they're sprinkling stuff in your parking lot. What are they going to do to the parking lot? Why don't you go out and ask them? They're clearly not wearing any gasks, masks. Mm. I mean, it must be safe. Go ask them, what are you doing in our parking lot? Did, now, does it make it clear that someone saw them do it? 
Well, I, what else would there be? There's, there's um, yes, I, I believe that that's the case. Let me go. I on. guess they would have had to have been seen because otherwise, how the hell would they have known where the the flower came from, right? Right. Um, it was, you know, uh, yes. The the um, the fact is, it's they sprinkled powder, forced hundreds of uh, evacuate the IKEA store. So the siblings <laughs> set off the scare while organizing a run for a local chapter of the Hash House Harriers, a, a worldwide group. We that, know what those guys are. We had them on our show a long time ago. You're kidding me. What? Yeah, we uh back when we did the local show in Sarasota, Florida. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Actually, this was after you were on the show. This was when Todd was on. So okay. You. Um, these are guys that they run and then they drink a lot. Or maybe they drink as they're running, but there's alcohol involved. Yes. Does it talk about that? In the, it it does. Uh, the Hash House Harriers is a worldwide group that bills itself as a drinking club with a running problem. Yes. Hares, yes. um from the Harriers, are given the task of marking a trail to direct runners, throwing in some dead ends and forks as challenges. On Thursday, the uh, Scalchos decided to route the runners through the massive IKEA parking lot. None of this sounds very criminal to me. <laughs> Police fielded a call just before 5 p.m. that someone was sprinkling powder on the ground. Oh, my God. The store was evacuated and remained closed the rest of the night. The incident prompted a massive response from the police in New Haven and surrounding towns. You know, maybe they should go after the entire Hash House Harriers network. I mean, this could be an underground terrorist uh, plot. <laughs> this is going on all across America. This could strike terror. I mean, even though they're, they're not intending to terrorize the population, clearly some of the more uh, busybodies in, uh, in America have been absolutely petrified by the fact that the, these running drinkers are around spreading uh, flour through parking lots. I mean, this could happen at any point. This is, uh, again, a huge organization. So, uh, it, you know, we're being funny and everything, but where, this does, is not where is the breakdown? Is the breakdown with the person who called who's just a ninny? That's the way I see it. I, I think that they should have gone out and asked um, that that person's responsible for, you know, knowing wh- what they're doing. Oh, my God. Police, police. There's somebody sprinkling white powder in the parking lot. Mm. Well, um, are they wearing a gas mask? No. Well, why don't you go ask them what they're doing? Is it the police's problem for not asking those relevant questions and springing into action and getting their, all their SWAT gear out um, and, you know, running about amok mm-hmm. looking to try to figure out what this is? Perhaps uh, scraping up some uh, flour, not really knowing that it's flour. God knows what it is. What is this? <laughs> Somebody taste it. I, I mean, is this, the, is this the fault of, in fact, the Harriers, them, the Hash House Harriers themselves? No, for being of course not. So, How could they have known? So idiotic as to, to spread flour around to mark their little running... Jag but I wonder on. how they're going to handle this. I mean, as the organization, obviously, this right. is going to be... At this point, Turner Broadcasting isn't there to sue, to uh, hold responsible. Remember Wait, Tur- Turner Broadcasting? Turner Broadcasting with the, with the Boston scare. Right, right, right. No the, big company. Right. There's yeah. no large company that they can extract a bunch of money from. They can't say, oh, my God, this cost the city of New Haven millions. Well, what did house. they do? What did they, they shut down just the parking lot? I mean, with Boston, they shut down half the city. The incident prompted a massive response from the police in New Haven and surrounding towns. Okay, let me go on. Uh, oh, before you go on, the flower thing, mm-hmm. I've got evidence that we really did talk about this. Uh, if you go to the Our Ugly Mugs page on the Free Talk Live website, mm-hmm. and you go all the way down towards the bottom of the, all the pictures that are there, most of the pictures there are pretty old. But you'll see Todd. He's a big guy wearing a cop's lie shirt. Mm-hmm. On the th- uh, third column, third, the, uh, third row from the bottom, over on the right, you can actually see Todd with his cop's lie shirt covered in flour. 
So this really, I mean, we really did talk about this. Okay. So this is amazing to me. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, well, you just got to rub it in my face that I was replaced by Todd. <laughs> I got fired and on came Todd. All right, all right. So what happened? All right. These people are, these people are really facing charges. <laughs> they really are. Daniel Scalcio biked back to the Ikea when he heard that there was a problem and told officers the powder was uh, flour. Oh, which, no. He got charged because he was being honest? Which he said, oh no, and his sister sprinkled everywhere from New York to California without incident. Not in my wildest dreams did I ever anticipate anything like that. He said, mayoral spokeswoman Jessica Mor- um, Mayorga said that the uh, city plans to seek restitution from the Scalchos, <laughs> who are due in court. September the 4th. It's not funny. It's so sad. Yes, it's uh, so, I mean, it's so sad I feel like I have to laugh. You see the power connected by arrows and chalk. You never know, she said. It could be a terrorist. It could be something more serious. We're thankful. A terrorist chalking. But there's a lot of resources that went into figuring that out. That's not their fault, you idiots. This this is amazing. It's amazing. Welcome to the new America. I'm just stupefied that... The, that somehow um, they can get all bent out of shape over the uh, this flower and then think that the, these folks are responsible for it. Well, they did come back. I mean, you know, this is a this is another lesson to any American out there that thinks the cops are going to help them, that thinks that they're doing the right thing by giving information to the police. You know what? Snitches get stitches, as they say, and there's no reason why you should talk to the cops. You know, there's no reason why you should answer any questions of the police, because those guys are just looking to give you. They're just looking to give you charges. They're looking to run you up the flagpole. I'm not sure it's true every time, but it seems to be true enough times that you've got to be very careful when dealing with the police. Well, wasn't it Rob from Georgia that called in and said, you know, the code of conduct amongst black folk in America is if the cops come to your door, you don't answer it. You don't talk to the cops. Because nothing good comes from it. In this case, these two people thought they were doing the right thing. They saw all the commotion in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. They connected. They made the connection in their heads and said, oh, my gosh, they must be investigating the flower. And they went over there, and they looked at the situation. I don't they think they were that the close. I think they uh, heard about it on television or something. Whatever. They went up to the cops, and they said, look, hey, you guys, no big deal. It's just flower. We're from the Hash House Harriers. We were doing a running event. They thought they were doing the right thing. And then they got charged with felonies for it. The cops would never have found the perpetrators otherwise. Can you I don't, believe this? It's so bizarre that, uh, you know, this this uh, mayoral spokeswoman here, you see the powder connected by arrows and chalk. You what does that know. mean? We need diagrams. Get the bomb experts out here. We need a terrorism investigation team. So bizarre. So now they want the the couple... To pay the city back for the money that they spent on the cops? Couple and being brother and sister, yes. Yeah. Apparently. That you sprinkled the flour, we brought in the helicopters and the SWAT We overreacted, so now you have to pay. It's bizarre. It's very strange. Who could possibly support what the government is doing in this case? 1-800-259-9231. Are you out there listening to this show right now? Do you support what the government's doing? I want to hear from you. I want you to justify this. I want you to explain to me why it's A-OK for the government to charge these people with anything or to try to extract money from them for their incompetence, for their stupidity, for their overreaction. These people cannot take responsibility for themselves. And I'm sorry, when I say these people, I mean the people of government. 
Hour 2 is coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are for free, so enjoy those on us. That, again, freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Actually, the lines are loaded up now. Let's talk to Chris in Indiana. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, uh, thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's on your mind, Chris? Uh, I was wondering to change the subject to religion. By uh, all means. I was wondering what you, Ian, think uh, happens to you when you die. Like, what happens to, I don't know, just what happens. Well, I mean, if you, you'll probably either get cremated or put into well, the mean, ground uh, somewhere. Do you believe in, uh, do you believe in souls? I, I don't really believe in anything that hasn't been scientifically proven. So, I mean, while a lot of those concepts that are out there are kind of nice, like, you know, the idea of coming back as something else or floating around in the ether, I mean, you know, that's all nice and everything, but there's certainly no evidence to support it. Uh, do you, uh, well, what about consciousness? Well, I mean, I feel like I'm conscious right now, but I'm pretty sure that after blood stops flowing to my brain, <laughs> that will all yeah. go away. Is that is it to answer your question? Not really. <laughs> it's just, so you just think it's just nothing, huh? Like, poof. Yeah, that's what I think. What do you think? Uh, I, I think uh, I think in the the magic thing, uh, you know, like uh, dreams. I think it's uh, probably going to be similar to a dream. That'd be pretty stuff. cool, where you get to dream for the rest of eternity. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll all find out someday, huh? Yes, we will. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Mark, what's your uh, opinion on the whole after-death thing? As, um, a, as a man who doesn't actually believe in the Jesus God, uh, but you do believe in some sort of God, you go to the Unitarian Universalist Church, what is Mark's belief system on this one? I think that we are uh, spiritual creatures having a physical existence. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that uh, largely we chose to uh, come... You know, to this earth to experience what there is to experience here, hmm. and then we'll take away little lessons in the same way that we all go to the movies. Many of us go to the movies. Some people don't go to the movies, uh-huh. and probably there are some spiritual creatures out there that decide not to become humans and uh, have the experience. But I think that it's it's pretty much for entertainment purposes. If you uh, you know, if if you're a very powerful being, you need you need uh, you need some challenges to make uh, existence. Uh, so, so you're saying that uh, that we're all some sort of uh, ethereal, spiritual... Uh, Moviegoers. Masses. You know, <laughs> some sort of spiritual existence that we can uh, sort of create avatars for ourselves, like in the world's second life almost, except in the real world that we currently live in. That's, is that sort of what you're saying? That yes. We've, we've uh, signed what is essentially a uh, some sort of an agreement to embody a persona, a person on the face of the earth. I'm not sure that you've signed any agreements, but okay. Well, now, I'm just trying to understand this. So, when you when you become a, a person, you're sort of in it for the whole life, right? You can't just, you can't cut out, and you can't cut and run early. I suppose you could, but uh, you would have to kill off your person, and you, kill you probably don't know what's going on in the process. Right. I mean, I don't think my spiritual being uh, knows 
that there's a difference between uh, the real world and, mm-hmm. and what's going on with him. And by the way, I don't think of this. I realize I just made all this up. I get right that. now, like as no, you just not spoke just it? now, um, but I've made it all up for oh, myself, okay. and I'm not willing to kill anyone over this religion. Right, it's right. just something that I believe. That's just your belief system. Yeah, That's it's, fine. it's just fun. Sure, right. Uh, now, did uh, do other spiritual beings decide they want to be kitty cats um, and doggies? They may very well. I don't know. What about ants? I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. I, I wouldn't think that there's a lot of uh, fun and uh, excitement in being an ant, but then again, mm. I wouldn't know. I also wouldn't think there's a lot of fun and excitement in being a person in many places in the world. I mean, you know, if you live in Ethiopia, for instance, no, doesn't sound like a lot of fun to I me. I disagree with that. Um, I think that people, for instance, people, you know, are, happy. Starving to people death. are happy and sad and having a good time in, in Ethiopia and Eritrea and wherever mm. it is that uh, you, you decide over there. There, you know the 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 stuff that you're surrounded by does not um, dictate your 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 happiness. I'm sure there are some people that aren't aren't having. I mean, I'm sure there are some people in Ethiopia that are having a good time. Then there are a lot of other people that are starving. Mark, I don't know if you could really say that's a good time. I'm not sure that uh, everybody in Ethiopia is starving these days, but um, I'm just pulling that that country out of my. You're saying um, a place. You know, why would someone choose to be in a place of suffering? I don't think that. I mean, maybe it's just like a random Russian roulette sort of thing. Why? Like, why do you some, might get to suffer? You might get to have a nice life in America. Why do some people go to horror films, and why? Why do some people go to dramas? Hmm. To feel those feelings that they don't have in yeah. their real life. Yeah. It's interesting, Mark. I just I'd never heard you expl- uh, explain your position on the whole life yeah. after death. And you don't concept. care much, really. If I didn't care, I wouldn't have asked. Let's continue with the phone calls and talk to Tom in New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Tom in New Hampshire. Hello. What if if somebody doesn't like stuff that you're saying on the air? So they send some armed goons to go and attack your studio. I'm expecting it sometime. And and so they... They want to grab you and uh, tie you up and force you into a vehicle and uh, drive off with you. Do you have the right to fight back? <sighs> you're, I, I understand where you're coming from on this, uh, Tom. Armed goons? Yes, you have the right to fight back against somebody who sends armed goons to kidnap you. Yeah. Now, the fact that uh, they're not there because of stuff you said on the radio that they don't like, but because of uh, their government doesn't happen to like the kinds of drugs that uh, somebody is selling, mm-hmm. does not in any way diminish the person's right to fight back. I would like this to say there are of... no drugs being sold from out of this studio <laughs> at this time. That, that's all well and good, but uh, if uh, somebody is trying to grab people and handcuff them and force them into a patrol car against their will and haul them off to the government's jail just because the government does not happen to like the kinds of drugs the person is selling, then uh, the people are entitled as a matter of inherent natural right. No matter what it says on any documents manufactured by the hostile government, they're entitled to fight back. And this is the right that I've always been talking about, that some people... uh, claim they have trouble understanding because... uh, Oh, I've got to say, I understand completely what it is you're saying. In the real world, uh, one person... It just won't work. No, but in the real world, one man is no better than another man. All men are created equal, and therefore these men don't have the right, as long as you haven't harmed anybody else, to shove you into a police car because they don't like what it is that you said. Unfortunately, 
the other side of the real world is that the men that have badges are allowed to do those things because of what most people believe. Most people falsely believe that those men have authority. They don't really. They're just men with guns. But because they believe that, you'll look like the bad guy if you fight back against them. So the only way that you can preserve your reputation is by putting up with their crap and then fighting back uh, via nonviolent methods later on. So I sympathize with what you're saying. I really do, Tom. It's just that it's just not practical uh, in today's world with people in America thinking what they think about government and the concept of authority. Let me express one other angle about all of this, and that is that if freedom fighters were to tell the government and make it clear to the government that they are going to kill 10 cops every night until the government calls off the war on drugs and releases all of the POWs, and if the government chooses at that point to wait a week, then the government is choosing to lose 70 cops. Now, hold yeah. on a, a second, Tom. Before we go any farther on this, I, I get where you're coming from. What if, I mean, it, 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 at the very least, it makes more sense to me that uh, if you're going to go after the government and get them to uh, you know, back off whatever stance it is, why not go after the government and go after the elected officials as opposed to the cops? I mean, the cops are just there enforcing the laws, right? They're just committing the violence. All, all they're doing is going out and committing the unprovoked violence. You know, That's Tom, your, uh, your, your, your approach, may, you know, it works. And, for instance, over in Iraq, they, uh, they've threatened the, the, the insurgents, have threatened the police, and the police won't show up to work as a result of that. So there's certainly a time and there's certainly a place for tactics like that. I don't think we're at that time or that place right now, but I appreciate the call. Thank you for it. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. I think that we need to use nonviolent resistance methods. We need to use civil disobedience. There's still a chance that the political process can work. It seems to be working here in New Hampshire. And if you if you initiate force against the cops, it's just going to come back at you tenfold, and you're going to lose your life. It just it just doesn't it doesn't make sense. Remember Carl Drega. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll free line for you. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features for free, including the bulletin board system. We've got over a quarter of a million posts, serious issues, and fun stuff. You'll find it all being discussed, and it's all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. This segment of the show is brought to you by SACL CAI. If you've got any kind of collections issues, if you work in a medical department or a bank and uh, you have any kind of control over the collections, you should give SACL a call. They do collections in a completely different manner. They they uh, are much more likely to talk to the person. They, they don't go out and break legs or anything like that. So if you uh, have any interest in or have any uh, questions about collections, early out billing, or Charged off receivables. That's kind of money just sitting out there, those charged off receivables. It can be a real gold mine for a company. So call SACL at 1-800-544-6359. If they hire SACL, you mean. Yeah. 1-800-544-6359. That's 800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. As we go to the phones, to the phone, Will in Hawaii on the amplifier line. Hello, Will. Hey. Uh, first of all, good job on that SACL spot, Mark. What's on <laughs> your mind, Will? Um, well, before I get into the reason why I called, uh, I just wanted to respond to Tom calling earlier. Yeah. Um, 
even though I agree that you absolutely have the right to fight back against some armed goons that come after you, um, if you're a freedom advocate and you're trying to spread freedom, then before you go attacking them, you should probably think about what the consequences of that are in terms of if education of the public is important to you at all, mm. which I think absolutely is because you can't just bring about freedom with just a small group of people. You have to get the rest of the public on our side. Then if you go attacking them, you're going to look like a crazy person. And exactly. you're really not, you're, it's going to be counterproductive, I think. And you'll probably end up getting your head cracked in. That too. <laughs> yeah. So what's on your mind, Will? Um, well, I wanted to actually have a question for Mark. Mm. Um, I don't have health insurance, and I think you're also in the same situation, Mark. Well, I've uh, recently gotten health insurance through the uh, National Association for the Self-Employed. Oh, okay. But, um, you know, it's it's really catastrophic health health insurance. It doesn't cover, you know, bumps and bruises and things like that. I, something It has to cost me a lot of money before uh, the insurance kicks in. Right. So for standard maintenance care or whatever, you... It's for all practical purposes, you don't have health insurance, right? Correct. And I think you mentioned in the past that when you've gone into a dentist or a doctor, you've been able to negotiate um, a better rate because you haven't had insurance? It's happened to me several times, yeah. Okay. Well, how, how would you recommend I go about doing that, getting well, a better rate? Um, Haggling tips from Mark Edge. You know, <laughs> I uh, usually take the, um, the self-employed poor route, which is, hey, you know, um, I... I, I don't have health insurance, and uh, I was just wondering if there's any kind of discount for cash or anything like that. That's one of the things I, I ask right away. Is there a cash discount uh, before I even get into the office? Um, mm-hmm. And oftentimes they'll say something. With them. Yeah, and often they'll say things like that. And then when I have the doctor in there, um, I'll mention to them, you know, I, I don't have any insurance. If they're, you know, looking for a prescription or something like that, I'll be like, I don't have any insurance, so, uh, you know, let's let's try to keep this down to the bare minimum. Um, you know, I'm not looking for a whole bunch of expensive tests. I'm not looking to uh, spend a spend a b- bunch of money on uh, name brand drugs here. Mm-hmm. I just want to be healthy when this is all done. I just want this problem taken care of. And usually, what that means is they'll give you sampler drugs that they have uh, in the cabinet, as opposed to uh, writing a prescription, which is nice. And uh, you know, they'll, they'll often will uh, knock some cost off of the uh, visit too. You know, it never hurts to ask. I mean, in any situation, whether it's health uh, health insurance or health care, rather, or just going down to a farmer's market and buying some fruit, uh, it, it, there's a lot of products and services that, while you may think the price is firm, are open to negotiation. I mean, the fact is, if they don't negotiate with you, in many cases, you could always take your business someplace else. And so it's either, you know, do they want your business bad enough to reduce their price, or uh, are they okay? Are they just going to say, no, that's okay, we'll pass? In which case, I mean, that could happen too. But if you don't ask for the discount, it's a 100% guarantee you'll, you'll definitely not get it. That's true. Will, any other thoughts? No, that's it. Thanks very much. Thanks for the call, and good luck with, uh, with your negotiation. 800-259-9231. You know, I've got a, I've got a story where I was actually turned down uh, on, my off, on my questioning about a price, which I was pretty shocked that I was turned down on this one because okay. it was such a minor incident. Um, you know, normally I will pay face value for most things if it seems to be a reasonable price. And mm-hmm. so I went to have, you know, up here in, in New Hampshire, you've got two sets of tires, right? I mean, that's the way it should have things. You've got your summer tires and your winter tires. And so I went it's in. Good advice. Take it from somebody whose uh, car got wrecked uh, last winter. Uh, both of our cars actually got wrecked. Yeah, that's true. Although mine wasn't really during the winter. Anyway. 
so we've got we had the winter tires on. It was time to put the summer tires on. So I went down to this place, and I might as well name them uh, Tire Warehouse. It's, just, it's a fairly large, I guess, northeastern chain. And this is the place that put the tires on originally. So I, of course, thought to take it to them to swap, swap the tires. Mm-hmm. And it was a pretty easy job, right? Because I've got my tires on the wheels. On rims, right. On the rims. So you don't have to actually take the tire off and put it on the same set of rims. I've got a, a set of rims for each of my set of tires. All you have to do is pop the lugs off. Right. Put it on. It's already balanced um, and mounted. And so it's an easy job for a tire jockey. For me, mm-hmm. I'm a little wimp, and I don't like doing things like that, so I'll pay someone to do it. And I went in there, and they said, oh, 44 bucks or whatever. And uh, so I was sitting there waiting, and I decided to go out for a little walk. And as I was walking down Main Street here in Keene, I came across a brand-new tire facility called Cheshire Tire. Now, this is a local store. And uh, apparently a store had been around for like 50 years. They finally upgraded to a brand new sort of warehouse style location. Walked in, just a nice brand new store with a really nice waiting area, whereas at the other place you have to sort of sit up against a wall and it's awful. And so I went in there and said, hey, I've got four tires I'm waiting to get swapped out down the road. What would you guys charge for that job? Oh, we'd do it for 10 bucks a tire. So it was $4 less, right? And so I, I said, okay, great. And I walked out, walked back down the street to a tire warehouse. They still hadn't gotten to my vehicle yet. So I went and I said, hey, your uh, competition down the street said they would do the same job for uh, for 40 bucks instead of 44 which is what they quoted me. And the guy looked at me, and he said, well, if they'll do it for 40 bucks, then, uh, then that's great. And, and I don't remember his, what he, that was a paraphrase of what he said, but yeah. okay, they can have it. <laughs> and I said... Huh. I was pretty shocked by that. I thought for sure. Four bucks? I mean, all you're talking about is a tire jockey throwing some tires around. You wouldn't knock four bucks off of the price to keep my business? Apparently not. So I didn't, I didn't, you know, knock him over the head with that or anything. I said, okay, well, give me my 44 bucks back then. <laughs> and I took my, my uh, vehicle down to this other place and had them do the job, and I saved a few bucks. In fact, actually, How they How long did you wait me, once you got there? It wasn't long. Okay. It was like another 40 minutes or something. But it, it wasn't long. And also, uh, I think that the, the place I went to was probably going to be more honest with me because they came back and said, oh, you've already got those on wheels. That'll be an even cheaper job. So I ended up only paying like six bucks a tire or something mm. like that. And I know those guys at the other place, the shady guys, they would have charged me the 44 bucks, not said a word, and I'd have been out the door. So it never hurts to ask. It never hurts to shop around. It never hurts to uh, to try to get a better deal because there's always one out there waiting for you. Well, I'm not sure the other place is shady, but uh, you know they had their price. I got the I got a feeling from those guys. I always sort of felt like they were. I always feel like tire guys are shady. Why? I don't know. There's something about the guys that are in the tire business that the the uh, whether it's tire what what's the one down in uh, Florida tire. Uh- Kingdom, Tire Kingdom down in Florida. I always got a shady feeling from those I guys, too. I think you're just paranoid. They're trying to sell you crap you don't need, that sort of thing. There's a lot of that stuff in the automotive business. More of the way, it's Free Talk Live. You take control. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 1-800-259-9231, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online, freetalklive.com, the place to go. The features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens and dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. See what I mean by heading over to shrine.freetalklive.com, that's shrine. FreeTalkLive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to FreeStateProject.org. That's FreeStateProject.org. I mentioned this story over the weekend. We didn't have a chance to get to it, and I wanted to make sure we covered it. Uh, it's from Wired.com. It's about a new game coming out called Manhunt 2. And as Wired puts it, gamers will never get to play Manhunt 2. In fact, sometime this year, you might be putting a disc labeled Manhunt 2 into your Nintendo Wii or PlayStation 2 and stepping into the shoes of Daniel Lamb, a mental patient who has to escape an insane asylum by killing the guards in the most gruesome manner possible. But that game won't be the game that the creators originally intended. See, the developer, Rockstar Games, which, if you've paid any attention to video games in the last decade, is the company that is most notable for bringing you uh, Grand Theft Auto 3 and its following iterations. So this is probably the most controversial gaming company of our of our recent time. They're rock stars, after all. Anyway, Rockstar had the code polished and ready for a July ship date, but was forced to slam on the brakes when the Entertainment Software Ratings Board, or ESRB, gave Manhunt 2 a rating of adults only, or AO, which is the game industry's equivalent of an NC-17 movie rating. And uh, largely, the major retailers just simply won't carry it, if that's the case, right? In fact, not only will retailers not carry it, but neither Sony or Nintendo allow adults-only related titles to be released on their hardware. And most retailers refuse to stock the games. As a result, creators whose games get an adults-only rating usually trim back the content or decline to release the product. And I think that's I think it's sad, but you know that's how the marketplace has responded. Uh, the government hasn't actually mandated any of this stuff yet. It's just threatened it. Yeah, and that, the only reason the rating system exists is because the government threatened their own mandatory system. Manhunt's ratings, and they continue to threaten it. By the way, it's sort of looming on the horizon. Manhunt's ratings woes, which Rockstar announced to the public, is the first visible sign of a shift in the way video games are rated that's unfolding largely behind the scenes. In the wake of increased attacks on the industry by politicians, the industry-run ESRB and overseas groups have been awarding de facto NC-17 ratings to content that would warrant an R or PG-13 if it were found in a movie instead of a game. The ESRB reports about a dozen cases in the past five years in which it issued the adults-only label for violence. Nobody has heard of them because each game was held back and then quietly watered down to win a lower rating. In countries like Britain, the problem is even clearer. There, the board that rates video games and films is under the auspices of Parliament, and Manhunt 2 has been du jour banned. Selling that game to anyone in Britain is illegal. Hmm. Game designers are feeling the chill. Developers at Sega, working on the upcoming Condemned Bloodshot, say the Manhunt controversy caused them to remove some content from their game. And Al Lowe, the creator of Leisure Suit Larry, that franchise, says that one of his naughtier classic games was left out of a recent collector's edition package because of concerns that the ESRB would give it an adults-only rating. Well, the um, adult... It was it rated seems, M in 1996. Whatever, um, what, NC-17, that's the rating for movies. Mm-hmm. That's really only um, put into place if there's, what, penetration in the movie, right? 
No. Um, actually, I was just reading something about an NC-17 rating. I don't remember what movie it was for. It was for some, uh, I think it was Ang Lee's newer, uh, newest film. Anyway, I don't know who that is. Uh, apparently, he's the guy that uh, directed Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, mm. made a splash at the box, box office a few years ago. Anyway, apparently, they ju- they actually have some sort of number of pelvic thrusts that you cannot show in a sex scene in a movie. So, no, penetration is not necessary. I'm sure penetration will get it. Uh, but as far as, even if you're just showing two bodies writhing together, mm-hmm. if someone thrusts his pelvis more than X number of times, and nobody really knows what X is, apparently the, uh, the rate board does or the secret the what are they, the MPAA apparently mm-hmm. they have a number uh, but if you thrust your pelvis too many times NC17 it doesn't seem like it would be too difficult to uh, figure out this number you release a movie with uh, 20 pelvic thrusts in it um, <laughs> and then keep to the, cutting it to the board and uh, then they say <laughs> no um, or they say NC17 then you re-release it to them with a 10 and uh, they say R well then you know that it's somewhere between 10 and 20 so the answer is not necessarily uh, anyway, back to the uh, the story. So, Leisure Suit Larry, an old Leisure Suit Larry game, which was rated as an M in 1996, was left out of the package, which is weird to me. Why now, are they the, re-rating the, their games? If Leisure Suit Larry got an, an M in 1996, not, why would it get a different rating today? He got an M in 96? Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I played. I, I remember playing the original Leisure Suit Larry. That, that was a fun little game. You walked around, and basically the, the purpose was to pick up women. Yes. And uh, score with them. At a conference in, funny stuff. in Germany this week, Factor 5 I don't developer, know how you do it. I, I, I've seen it before. That's Julian funny. Egbrecht, the director of Lair for PlayStation 3, gave, a voice to con- gave voice to concerns simmering in the creative trenches of the industry. The review, uh, the review process is a charade, he said, according to Eurogamer. Quote, if you cannot have satire about these things, it's approaching the realm of McCarthyism, unquote. While acknowledging an uptick in the AO ratings, the ESRB insists its standards haven't changed, and that argues that game developers are inviting the rebukes. Quote, as, capabilities, as the capabilities of the systems become more complex and the types of content in games becomes much more varied, you're going to find the creators of these games pushing the envelope in a variety of different ways, says the ESRB's president. Ms. Vance also emphasizes the ESRB never requires game makers to change their products. Whether a game makes it onto shelves is out of our control, says Vance. There are business decisions that are being made by retailers and console manufacturers. We assign ratings, and then the market determines what's acceptable. Unquote. Of course, as Wired puts it, the market can't vote on games that aren't allowed to be released in the first place. Sony spokesman David Carriker says the company simply doesn't want the PlayStation brand associated with adults-only content and is comfortable banning anything with an AO rating from its platform without further review. Quote, we want to offer age-appropriate entertainment for our consumers, but do not want to be associated with material that is gratuitously violent or pornographic. And I think this, I think that's sad. I mean, because the games on PlayStation are... Plenty gratuitously violent. Absolutely, I, I've been. I played recently the uh, God of War, the original, not the God of War Two that's out now. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! It it, it almost it, it was it was gross. Uh, the amount of blood and gore that was in this. Now clearly it's war, and uh, I don't think that war should be watered down for people. I think that people should know that war is violent and bloody and disgusting, and that it make if you do these kind of things that it may make you want to puke your guts up. But at the same time, I was just disgusted by a lot of the, the level of violence in it. I mean, how much worse could Manhunt 2 be, really? I mean, I, I, 
I've seen some violent games make it to these video game systems. So for this this PlayStation representative to say, well, we don't want to be associated with material that's gratuitously violent. We'll take quite a bit of violence, but not gratuitous violence. Whatever that is. I don't know. The last time I saw an adults-only rating on a game was in the late 1990s, or mid to late 1990s, when the 3DO was out, which is an old system that... Uh, the 3DO company made. Uh, people, gamers are familiar with it. Not very very many people are familiar with I've it. I've heard the name. It uh, it was one of the earlier CD-ROM format video game systems. And because of this new CD-ROM technology, they were able to put video files on the CD discs. Didn't look anything as good as the DVDs do today. But, you know, it was an early technology. It was, it was cool. And so... Apparently, the 3DO company had, didn't have any qualms about the adults-only rating, so they allowed adults-only games on their system. And as a result, the games that came out were porn, uh, you know, porn discs. They weren't, they weren't games, and they certainly weren't being sold to children, so what's the big deal? You could not walk into the video game store and buy an adults-only uh, CD-ROM with, you know, from vi- a vivid video. I mean, the, the porn manufacturers were putting out... CD versions of their porn. Hmm. I couldn't go in there as a kid and buy... I never would have even thought to try buying one of those <laughs> games. I saw it on the shelf, and I sure didn't want to know what it was all about. Sure. But... Uh, in the it, same way the kids, uh, little boys, look at uh, magazines on the top shelf at the magazine yeah. store and wonder what's in those. I don't think that the fact that, you know, Blonde Bombshells Part 2 being available on the 3DO did anything to taint the rest of their game selection. I don't think that... Really? Are consumers that picky where they're going to reject a video game system because it has a few mature content titles? More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line for you. Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. We're inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away. Don't forget to go to dig.freetalklive.com and comment on some of our episodes. Dig the show and dig up uh, some of your favorite comments. It's dig.freetalklive.com. Great way to help support Free Talk Live online. Uh, 800-259-9231. 231, the SACL CAI line. A few more thoughts from Wired Magazine on this uh, Manhunt 2 situation. It's actually, apparently, this Manhunt 2 is just one game that's being affected by allegations that the ESRB, the Electronics or Entertainment Software Ratings Board, this so-called voluntary association, this industry association that rates all the video games that comes out, mm-hmm. has been rating games a little bit more harshly than they used to. They're now giving out adults-only ratings a little more often than they used to in the past, and some game companies are crying foul because now it's making it so they're having to tone down their games in order to get them onto the mass-market video game systems like the PlayStation and the Nintendo. Mm-hmm. According to Wired.com, uh, even if Sony, remember, if a, if a game gets an adults-only rating, Sony and Nintendo refuse to allow those games onto their system. They don't even look at the games. They Sully their reputation. Right. If Sony did allow, uh, decide to allow Rockstar to put the uncut version of Manhunt 2 on the PlayStation, which, by the way, this is another reason why, and I, I hope that Sony and Nintendo continue this sort of behavior because it's another reason why PC gamers will see the best games, will see the most creative games, because there's no overseer for video games on, the, on, the, on your, your home computer. Mm-hmm. You can release whatever the hell you want to release onto the Internet, uh, and then well, the cost no of the, the, the cost of playing on a PC is significantly higher than it, it is, is. Uh, playing any place else. I can go pick up a PlayStation 2 
for $150 now. I could pick up a PlayStation 3 for, I don't know, 600 And also, chances are higher you're going to have problems with your PC because of hardware and compatibilities and that sort of thing, whereas the video game systems are designed to drop in the disc and run. There's no installing. There's right. none of that. Stuff. So you have to know something about a computer in order to, to be a, a gamer. A little, a little bit. A little yeah. bit. So, uh, but you, you know that I couldn't build one of these things. No way. I couldn't p- put one together. And it's... Fun to just have a little handle there, you know, the little right. controller. That it's so easy to use that thing as opposed to doing the uh, the up down cursor thing. Right. I'm sure that they have. You can have controllers. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. But you know, I I know have to have to know how to hook these things up, and I don't. I don't want to learn. Anyway, I don't know if uh, if there's going to be an uncensored manhunt two for the computer, but I imagine there will be. Also, so even if Sony or Nintendo decided to allow Rockstar to put their uh, game on their systems, there'd be practically nowhere to sell it. Walmart, for one example, doesn't sell adults-only related games, even though for some reason it does sell the unrated version of the movie Saw 3. Things that make you go, hmm. It's because of the medium of the video game, it's because the medium of the video game is so new that it gets evaluated more harshly, says Gerald Jones, the author of the book Killing Monsters, Why Children Need Fantasy Superheroes and Make-Believe Violence. Most new media tend to have a fair amount of violence and sensationalism in them, but the very shock value that makes this stuff catch your attention also shocks other people who see a social or psychological danger in it. Where this often leads, he says, is to proposals of legislation that are mostly symbolic. He says, this is an old tradition in politics, the belief that the culture has gone out of control and that the profiteers need to be reined in. The legislature will then try to nail down some cultural standards through the law. It was talk of such regulation that prompted the formation of the ESRB in the mid-1990s, in the days when even the most violent video games were still rendered with cartoonish or crude graphics, like Mortal Kombat. That was one of the bad, bad games back then. It was assumed that the difference between the mature and adults-only rating was that the latter was for interactive porn. Quote, at the time, the focus was to protect the rather young industry from becoming a depository for pornography, according to Sony's representative. The video game sex controversy exploded again, so to speak, after Rockstar's 2004 release of the blockbuster hit Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Hackers found a scene that the designers had removed from the final game, but had actually deleted from the game's code and published instructions on how the gamers could reactivate it. Uh, and we actually talked about this when it happened. In the scene, you can go into a house for some hot coffee with a female character and then what ensues is a poorly pantomimed cartoon sex scene in which the two characters bump polygonal uglies with all of their clothes still on. Even though it was far less graphic than any given scene from American Pie, the ESRB changed the game's rating to adults only, which caused it to be recalled from the shelves. Senators Hillary Clinton and Joe Lieberman responded by introducing a bill in 2005 that would make it a federal crime to sell even mature rated games to minors. States got into the act as well, and according to GamePolitics.com, 20 different states have recently attempted some form of video game legislation, many of which have already been ruled unconstitutional. So that's a little bit of good news, but we all know the more the politicians keep pushing this legislation through, the more likely eventually some court's going to say, yes, this is constitutional, and pass it pass it on through. Right. They've said all kinds of crap that isn't constitutional is constitutional. Look, this is freedom of the press. You should be able to put out a game that has whatever you want on it. I don't care if it's uh, an, an orgy. I don't care if it's... Uh, you know, depictions of people eating each other. I don't care yep. what it is. Eating in the sense that uh, devouring each yes. other. I don't care what it is. Look, I'm not. I'm not going to pay you money so that I can play your game because it makes me a little ill to watch. But I think you should be able to put that game out and let the market 
decide what they want to consume. Financial analyst Michael Pachter of Wedbush Morgan Securities estimates Rockstar will have to sink another million dollars in development time just to clean up Manhunt 2. But he blames the company, which he says should have known better than to tempt the ESRB in the first place, saying the company should have recognized it was under the microscope and should have edited the content accordingly. Representatives from Take-Two, the Rockstar's parent company, declined to speak with Wired News for the story, but it was the company itself that went public with the AO rating before announcing it would retool the game to win an M. And Pachter says he thinks Rockstar should have stayed quiet. Quote, I recognize that Rockstar set out to create a horror genre classic, and the publicity could in some way help by driving awareness. However, the game we end up seeing will have the stigma of being the edited version, and someone buying it will not be able to see the original uncut version. I just think it's sad that uh, freedom of speech is being stifled in this way. And I understand the government hasn't really gotten its hands into it officially, but can anybody really say this is truly the free marketplace in action when you've got this looming government hanging over, passing all kinds of laws to the point where the gaming industry has had to organize itself to defend, to defend itself in the political realm? That, that there's even a GamePolitics.com I think says a lot about the situation that the game industry is in right now. And I think it's tragic. Yeah, I, I, I see it. it <clears throat> I just have an opinion on what the ESRB is doing. Since it's not government regulated, I think what the ESRB is doing is a bad idea. But it's, you know, it's not government regulated. What the ESRB is doing, though, is it's, it's being very careful because it doesn't want the government to step in. It knows that its existence is threatened by the government, that the government would love to come in and turn the ESRB into some government bureaucracy and then – or create its own government bureaucracy and completely just eliminate the ESRB. And so they're sort of tippy-toeing around certain games in order to try to make it look like they're being responsible. Mm-hmm. When the fact is the only kinds of people that will buy a game like Manhunt 2 are the – the kinds of people that want to see blood spraying all over the place. They want to see heads being decapitated. They want to see gore. One would one would assume that they would put a cover picture on there that would give you that idea. I don't see why they would try to sell a game to somebody who, for instance, I, I don't know. I, you know, they wouldn't they wouldn't try to trick you. Why would you, they Why would they want you to be unhappy with your product? Let's go to the phones and talk to Anthony in Virginia. Anthony, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Oh, hi there. Hey. Yeah, I was listening about the. Manhunt too. Yes, sir. Uh, What's on your mind? Well, I remember some years back there was a game called uh, Thrill Kill for the PlayStation, which was actually a hundred times less balanced than the first Manhunt, and they totally banned that game and wiped it. Did they? Right off the face of the earth. So thrill, <laughs> thrill kill. <laughs> Why? What's so yeah. funny, Mark? What are you I'm laughing sorry. at this man for? <laughs> Thrill Kill was um, it was more violent than than what uh, they've got going on now. I think it was about a hundred times less, a whole lot less violent. I see. So you don't think the board has gotten more sensitive than you think that they're actually less sensitive than they ever were in the past? You okay yeah, there, I, think, I, th- I think I think the level has gone up, but I don't think it's gone up enough to. Just a totally banned game. I, I appreciate I that. You know, I don't know if uh, I, I, you your call was very funny, and I don't know if you intended it to be, sir. Are you all right? Huh? Oh yeah, yeah. It's my uh, sinuses and I gotcha. stuff. Uh, yeah, around here we've been having rain off and on, so my 
Brings the mold uh, out. This is kind of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the call, man. We really appreciate it. 802. You're so mean, Mark. Laughing <laughs> at a man with sinus trouble. I'm sorry. Just an awful, <laughs> awful person. I'm going to rate you adults only and ban you from this show. 800-259-9231. Just rude. I couldn't a even, sick man I couldn't gets even on the ask a, a coherent question. I was babbling along like Miss South Carolina. A sick man gets on the phones and all you can do is laugh at him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hour number three is on the way. You can take control of the airways and bring up <laughs> anything. Brian in uh, Colorado is going to give us an update on his situation and talk about the cops breaking into his home. We'll get to that next. It's what? We Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the website are completely free, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. Let's go right into the phone calls and talk to Brian in Colorado on the amplifier line. Hey, Brian. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, well, well, we're doing fine, but uh, the last time we heard from you, you had just gotten into a uh, car accident in a limousine and had broken all kinds of things. Uh, how are you doing? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm back at home. Uh, are you laid up, I, or, uh, I mean, are you able to move around? or? I mean, Well, I, I, I got crutches in a wheelchair, okay. uh, but, but I, I can't put any weight on my right leg for three months. Wow. And, and I can't bend my, uh, you know, torso to my leg more than 90 degrees. Jeez. So uh, I'm just kind of sitting here watching all the beautiful things go by outside. That's a great, great excuse to listen to some free talk live. Then yeah. <laughs> that's right. Sitting around, you're an amplifier. You can listen to all the back episodes too. That's true. Yeah, that's right. Well, I've already done that. All right. Are you now, kidding? Now what am I going to do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so what's on your well, mind tonight, the, sir? Well, the, the the lesson on on the accident here is I, I said it a couple weeks ago when I when I called, and uh, it's again. I, everybody who's listening has been in the back seat of a taxi cab or a limo without their seatbelt fastened, you know, mm. cruising down the road thinking, you know, there's a professional driver. I did the same thing. Don't do it. It just takes a second to buckle up. There you go. So there's a lesson. Well, while I was gone uh, for a few weeks, this all happened when I was uh, away from home in Tulsa. Um, uh, my wife was out uh, fixing fences in the, in the back pasture, and uh, a couple of sheriffs, cars come racing by our dirt road and she watched them which is unusual we never see cops out here they go racing up and uh, uh, uh right through the, the the gate i guess they had the security code they get in the gate and we're right up to our driveway they had your security code yeah they had security code for the for the gate i guess you know the neighborhood association gives that to them oh how nice yeah all right so now they're on private roads on private property but they just go right up right up our driveway well they don't care about all that private stuff they don't really you know. yeah that doesn't cross their minds. That's right. Um, well, the reason I thought about this is because you were talking a couple of weeks ago. I'm just catching up about uh, about how cops can come in if you have if you uh, have an alarm system and you're not home, but they can just kind of go right in if they feel like it. Well, we think so that, we don't know what the uh, the parameters are of that, and I I'd actually advise that caller to contact the alarm company because they would know better than we would. But that was well, hypothesis. We don't, we, we don't have an alarm. That's the thing. I mean, we're just we, we're just you know a house on the prairie out here. Right. So so anyway, uh, she you know, you know hops in the, the four wheel and starts driving up as fast as she can. And by the time she got up here, the cops were in the house, <laughs> looking around, just looking around. They just what? walked right in, hmm. and um, and they said, uh, "Is this sixteen uh, eleven? 
And and Heidi said, well, no, it's uh, uh, our address. Oh, okay. Well, uh, we're at the wrong house then. That was yeah, it? 16, 1611 is next door, and it's a half-mile-long driveway, but, but their, their sign, you know, so 1611 is right on the other side of, of their road from, from our sign. Mm-hmm. This has our number on it. So, you know, uh, just as fast, they got in their cars and, you know, raced up to there, and uh, apparently there was some kind of a, of a, of a suicide uh, notice. Somebody, the, the, the kid lives up there, their friends called and said he was kind of suicidal. Um, they called from Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> and the, huh. the cops responded here, and you know they went up there, and it, it wasn't a big deal. It really, it really was more of a of a prank. Mm, great. But the thing, the thing that concerned me is, you know, near my house, get out of my house. I mean, How? what happens if I had a a little pot plant in the corner there? Sure, you know, or a bong sitting business. out on the table. And not that you do that sort of thing, but yeah, I can bear, I can guarantee that uh, they all of a sudden would have become a little bit more interested in you if that had been the case. Exactly, or, or they would have come back later. Hmm. Perhaps, man, you know, that's pretty. Was, sick. And at that point, they would have had you know reasonable suspicion because they broke into the house. Yeah, they had been in the house already. You but, know, but they, they, you guys. They, are, they say they, I was going to say that you obviously have a very large plot of land. I don't know if it's obvious that you're wealthy, but uh, I mean, you have a gate with a code on it, right? So you know, not the the poorer members of society don't necessarily have these luxuries. Um, do you think you were treated a little bit better than uh, the average person would have been who had their uh, door kicked in by the cops? <laughs> well, uh, we weren't there at the time, so maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe if I was there, uh, you know, smoking a bong on the couch when they kicked in the door, they, they might have treated me a little different. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I mean, you know, it, it wasn't even, oh, I'm sorry, ma'am, we're at the wrong house. It's, oh, we got the wrong place. Mm-hmm. And then they, they, they went out as fast as they came in. Was the you front know, door? Common, what... common courtesy would say, oh, you know, we're sorry, we made a mistake. You know, sorry to interrupt you. We'll, we'll, we'll be, you know, we'll do the right thing now. Right. Well, they don't teach these guys courtesy because they've got guns on their hips and they don't have to care about all that sort of those minor details. Now, I presume that your front door was unlocked, right? I mean, because oh, yeah. your gate is locked and you presume that would keep all the, you know, riffraff out. But in, indeed, it didn't keep the cops out. And so they just waltzed right in. They, I mean, they they didn't have permission to come into your home. Yeah, it's I just... wonder what would happen if the if the door was locked. I mean, would they would they have broken in because there's an emergency happening, or there's there's, a, there's someone about to die inside? I mean, would they have justification to to break up break open the door with their, you know, their uh, medieval you know battering ram? Based on a phone call, on a phone call from somebody in another state, they would have they would have done that, perhaps. Exactly. Exactly. It's just absolutely out of control. And what can you do about it, right? You, as the citizen who has been clearly violated by the police, they've violated your privacy, they've violated your, your castle, um, and what can you do? You can't bring charges against these guys, can you? Well, yeah, what am I going to do? Go down and talk to the, uh, the, the sheriff, you know? Uh, yeah, a couple of your deputies broke in. Oh, oh well, it was okay, you know, citizen. Uh, they thought there was a, they thought there was a, 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 somebody in trouble there. You know, I mean, that, that's all I get. They pat me on the head and yeah. said, you know, go on, go on your way, pay your taxes. Yeah, exactly. The sheriff's not going to do anything about it, and good we luck. We know finding, what the excuse is, you know. Good luck finding a lawyer that's going to take your case. Right. I mean, what are you going to do? What kind of damages can you get? I mean, they didn't break your door down, so you can't get a new door from them or anything like that. Uh, your wife was inconvenienced in that she had to go uh, uh, leave her job on the fence to go into the house and see what all the commotion was about. Uh, but, you know, there's not really oh, any well, heavy and, and, damages that could come from this. And she was as upset as if she had been, you know, broken in by burglars and ha- have stuff taken out. I mean, there were some, some strangers in her house. Yeah. 
And who knows if they're really cops, right? I mean, for all she knows, they're guys wearing cop uniforms. That's right. There's a story like that at least every few months. Right, except in many cases, those stories are usually the cops breaking in on a drug warrant of some cases. No, I meant fake cops. Oh, I see. Fake cops. Yeah, I mean, they're really out there. There's no doubt about that. Brian, scary story, man. Yeah, you know, if they did break the door, and let's say the county paid, the cops aren't paying me. I'm paying me. My neighbors are paying for that, for their errors, too, anyway, because it's all tax money. Yep, exactly yeah. right. And I, I wonder if those cops even got a stern talking to over this, you know? <laughs> I wonder if the attitude of the police is, <laughs> we broke into the, you know, Brian's house down there. We, I sure, boy, his wife sure looks nice. You know, who knows what kind of things they would have said. Because we uh, saw there was the, uh, there was a video footage from the cops in Miami that had shot an unarmed woman in the streets with rubber bullets. She in the was, forehead. It shot her in the forehead uh, during a protest. Who she, had just, she was a lawyer in town. She had just happened to join the protest. She wasn't dressed like a protester would dress. She was dressed very nicely. They shot her in the head, and then they all laughed about it on videotape in one of their meetings later on. That videotape hit YouTube, luckily, and, uh, and other people were able to see it. But uh, just this sort of cavalier attitude on the part of the police, they, don't, they just don't seem to care about your rights it's all fun and games for them right. Brian, any other thoughts well i i, I was wondering i'm not going to hire a lawyer or anything i mean that, that's that's kind of overdoing it but what happens if they did find a pot uh, you know a pot plant in the corner or something and then they came back later uh, uh now that would be an interesting court case to see if they had probable cause well technically that should be able to be thrown out and you can probably afford to have it thrown out, but most people would not. Uh, most people wouldn't know what to do, and they probably wouldn't even be able to begin to afford a lawyer in that case. Thanks for the call, Brian. Appreciate the story, and we'll see you later. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Just, just, I mean, the cops are out of control. Out of control in this country. I, I don't know. What do you do in that circumstance? I suppose as the police officer, I mean, try to imagine yourself as the police officer. Um, you're supposed to take this call seriously, that, that there's a suicide attempt being, you know, going on. I don't think they should be responding to suicide attempts. Kid's in his own house, he wants to blow his brains out, then uh, why don't they respond after it's already done? Then the parents can pay to uh, have uh, some uh, forensic company come and clean it up. You know what? People should be able to take their lives. I mean, they would have arrested that kid. They probably did. Yeah, if he was attempting suicide, that's a crime in America. Likely the uh, situation would have been escalated by their presence. I would agree with you on We've that. We s- remember the story where the cops responded to a suicidal man and then ended up shooting him? Yeah. <laughs> and then they escalated the situation to the point where they shut down the entire neighborhood? We have a suicide attempt! Get out of your houses, citizens! 800-259-9231. Some amazing audio on the way. We'll share it with you. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231, the single CAI toll-free line for you. That's 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. The features on the site are for free, including archives and entire year's worth of the show. Right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience. Enjoy them on us at freetalklive.com. Your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does this bother you? Well, it bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com for the sleep you've been dreaming of. That's SavvyRest.com. Coming up, uh, we're going to have some audio for you. It's less than a minute long, but it may very well be 
either the saddest or the funniest audio you've heard all week. It depends we'll on it depends on your disposition. We will see. But first, we're going to the phones and Jeremy in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hey, Jeremy, what's on your mind? Hey, guys. Um, thanks for having me on the other night. Um, you called in. That's how it works. What's up? Um, well, you know, I'm really mad about what Alex and um, Jack's been talking about, you know, about how these cops are instituting, you know, violence and peaceful demonstrations and uh, I mean, do they want anarchy to reign? Is that how bad they want it? I'm not sure you why. Know, I mean, wait a minute. I mean, are you upset that people are reporting on the police instituting vi- or uh, initiating force? Because I think what you're referring to, I'm not sure who Alex or Jack are, and I don't think most of our listeners know who they are either, but uh, I think what you're referring to is the story Jack that we, t- we talked about. Nobody knows who that is. Um, anyway, the story we talked about on this show was that there were some cops in Canada at a protest undercover with bandanas on over their faces uh, that were trying to get the get the protesters to start something with the cops. They had uh, they had infiltrated the crowd and were trying to uh, trying to initiate violence. Are you in some way fa- uh, in favor of that? Well, not really. I'm just saying, is that what they really want? You know, the peaceful people of these two countries here, Canada. In the United States, to, do they really want us to show our ugly face? I mean, is that how bad they want to make us look bad? Uh, you, do you guess, get where I'm coming from? Who is they, I guess is my question. Well, like the cops and the New World Order, and any time you go out and protest some kind of oil, oil this or energy that, you know, they, they always have something out there, you know, that wants to make the people that are protesting these things look bad in the first place. That way, all the neocons and, all, you know, all, all the people out there that... I'm not... Have- you know, Jeremy, I'm not much for the conspiracy crowd, necessarily. I I don't know how high into the uh, administrative ranks these orders come from. I don't know what... I don't know who gave the order for these undercover cops to, uh, to infiltrate this particular protest, but it's not unheard of. It goes on frequently. Uh, if there is a protest, there's a good chance that there are going to be undercover officers in there instigating violence inside the protest, so the police have an excuse to come in there and start cracking heads. I don't know if there's a conspiracy to surround it. I don't know why they do it. It may simply be because the cops are hooked on adrenaline. That may be one of the factors. They don't like the protesters, and they want an excuse to go in and hurt people. I think that might just be what you're dealing with. It's just some violent police officers. On the show today was talking about how they tried to do the same thing in Seattle. had all these gorilla, pumped-up, steroid-looking police officers, you know, acting like protesters, going around grabbing people. And- yep. It's ty- it's typical police tactics, and it's really sad that it's going on in America. Thank you for the call, Jeremy. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. If you're ever in a protest, be on the lookout for these guys. There's a good chance that they're in there with you. Anybody that's advocating, this is this just generally goes across the board, not just protests, but also you'll find them online on message forums. Uh, we know for a fact, for instance, that the feds, are monitoring the NH3.com forums. We know for a fact because they've testified in court that they monitor the forums. Beyond that, we can see their computers. Uh, you know, you can see who's connected, and you can see who's the government guys and who aren't uh, on the on the forums. And so we know they're being monitored, and well, we know what about that, our. We have a BBS for our um, radio show. Do the government guys monitor that? I don't know if anyone's ever looked into our BBS, as hmm. far as uh, presumably. But um, anyway, my point is that. 
wherever there are protesters, wherever there are people that are organizing against the system, you might as well just plan on having some undercover cops, whether they're feds or the local boys, in infiltrating your organization. You might as well just plan on it, because it goes on. They're even infiltrating the Quakers in America. They're infiltrating peace groups, anti-war activists that could would never consider harming a Where the hair else are on they going to go? They, they, there's, there aren't any violent groups out there. They would have taken care of that already because violent groups commit crimes. Yeah. What they want to do is infiltrate groups. It's their job. So what are they going to do? They've got to find. They go. They have to go after the friends and the Quakers and. And what they want to do is they want to encourage you to use violence. They want to encourage you uh, to use violence against the state. So they'll have that opportunity to crack in your head at some point. That's what it's all about. They, we've talked to Barry Cooper from uh, from NeverGetBusted.com, former law enforcement officer, who made it very clear to us that there's a culture of adrenaline junkies in the police organizations of this country. Not all of them are this way. No. There are plenty of good cops out there, but in a job where you can really sort of ramp up the excitement in certain instances, these guys feed off of that adrenaline rush. As Barry explained it to us, when you first give out your first few tickets, you get that rush because you never know what's going to happen. You could be dealing with anybody, but most of the time when you give out tickets, nothing happens. So you've got to amplify that. You've got to escalate it. You've got to take it to the next level. As Barry said, he left people's handcuffs undone so they could get out and run away so he'd have the excuse to run after them and throw their head into the pavement. Well, that that's his experience, and um, I don't know you know, how it we was for him. We talked to a former DEA officer who told us the only reason why he kept doing drug raids, he knew that wasn't doing any good as far as ending the war is concerned, as far as winning the war was concerned. He kept raiding people's homes because he liked the adrenaline rush he got from it. We did. They're junkies. Hey, They're hooked on the adrenaline. That, 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 that's their experience. But, you know, if you saw this video this gentleman was referring to, essentially there were, um, you know, some, some police lined up and some uh, peaceful protesters. They were peaceful. And then there were some violent guys that sort of showed up. And strangely, these violent guys had on the same boots as the police officers. Yep. And then it was a really strange, surreal act, the way the violent guys were taken away. It was, you know, kind of... Uh, they, they they were taken down very um, calmly. It was very they awkward. Hurt. Yeah, it was yeah. very odd. So go look at it if you don't think that the police are infiltrating these groups and trying to and trying to set people up. Really, I mean, it'd That's be one thing. It's all if, about. It, they, it'd be one thing if they were just infiltrating the groups and keeping an eye on people. It's something entirely different when they amp these things up. And and that's what one of these uh, terrorist raids in Europe was all about too. This is why people think that Tom in New Hampshire is a fed. That guy that calls the show and advocates violence against cops. Some people think he's an undercover fed, but he's he's not. He's just an eccentric. <laughs> uh, but you've got to, you know, it's hard to separate them because if you're in an organization that's out doing some sort of political activity, some sort of activism, and you have a new member come in who all of a sudden starts to sort of rattle sabers, right? He mm -hmm. wants you to he doesn't want to do any of the violence, but he thinks that you guys should do some of the violence. He thinks that uh, at the next protest you ought to throw some bottles at the police or something like that. Don't listen to what these people are saying. The odds are good they're an undercover cop and they want to get you into trouble. And in many cases, if you're actually out at a protest and someone starts agitating for violence or picks up a rock, as these cops did, they had rocks in their hands and were talking about throwing them at the cops. If someone picks up a rock or a bottle, do everything you can to dissuade that person from doing something and get, get the hell away from them. Don't associate with them. They're trouble. Whether or not they're a cop, they're trouble. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. 
One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online, freetalklive.com. The place to go, the features for free. The wiki's there, over 1,400 pages created by listeners just like you. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com to see what it's all about. And, uh, well, you can edit it, too. That's wiki.freetalklive.com. As we go to the phones, to the fun, talk to Scott in California listening on KSCO. Hello, Scott. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, fellas. Hey. Hey. Uh, Back in the 60s, a former KKK member said you could always tell who the FBI agent was. He was the one always recommending to bomb something. Mm. Yep. So agent provocateurs is an old trick. Uh, it's usually used in fascist states. Okay, I have a story. Welcome to, to America. <laughs> yeah, welcome to America, brothers. Uh, I have a story to share. It happened about 15 years ago. I used to live on board my dad's tugboat uh, with my wife and baby. And when he died, uh, a lawyer uh, got an ex-felon to serve me with some papers. He boarded without permission, came right into the wheelhouse. Uh, I was uh, in the forecastle downstairs. I racked a rubber uh, shot sh- uh, shotgun shell into my, uh, you know, shotgun and, and told him to, to get because he wouldn't get out. And, and then, uh, you know, he never saw the gun. Uh, and he left, okay, he went right to the, uh, to the phone, he called the cops, and he said that I chased him down the pier with a shotgun. <laughs> plain clothes cops, uh, a plain clothes cop arrived, and he told me to come out without identifying himself as a mm. cop. I thought he was a friend of this ex-felon sure. that you know, I was familiar with, okay? He told me three times to come out. Without that happening, a SWAT team showed up, 11 police cars, a fire truck, and an ambulance. They arrested me, put cuffs on me. Wow. Um, I still have nerve damage from the cuffs. A uh, sergeant, as I was getting into the car, looked at the cuffs, and, and he loosened them. Because I was just going to take it like a man, you know, all the way to, uh, you know, in the back of the car. But uh, I was released on OR, and this is in Richmond, California. This is on, uh, and um, in at Richmond, that time, Richmond. Okay. Okay. I, I, and, I've been there. Oh, uh, okay. It's not nice. Yeah, there's some stories about that town. Let me tell you, I'm from Richmond. Okay. okay. But uh, make a long story short, shortly after that, the police broke down a door in Richmond looking for a gang member without identifying themselves, okay? Mm. And uh, Vietnamese father fired through the door, and a policeman was hit in in the thumb. And uh, he was he was acquitted, and uh, they were reprimanded, you know, for not identifying themselves. Mm -hmm. Amazing, because generally when uh, a police officer gets hurt, it just doesn't seem to matter. Whether uh, whether or not they were doing something wrong or right. That's right. I was very impressed to see a little bit of justice. Very we gotta unusual. We've got to keep the pressure yes. up. Truth is like a fire. It spreads, no doubt about it. Thanks for the call, Scott. And I'm God sorry bless. to hear about your uh, your story. And mm. it's you know the more the more we the more stations we get on, the more people we're going to come across with these awful tyrannical stories yeah it's sad the police not identifying themselves i mean it's it's bad enough that they can kick in a door and just raid people's homes on just the flimsiest flimsiest of evidence 
And of course, I'm uh, referring to the thousands of un- of armed police raids that happen on a yearly basis. Was it the uh, forty thousand? Isn't that what Radley Balco says over at theagitator.com? I I don't. I thought it was twenty thousand. Reason okay. magazines. Uh, Radley Balco, who's actually created a, an amazing map of some of the most awful police even, raids. Even Popular Mechanics has come out against Popular Mechanics. Now, you couldn't get a more middle-of-the-line, wouldn't take a political stance. They've come out against police raids. Maybe it was popular science. It's the war on drugs that has really brought the militarization of the police to America. Before the war on drugs, we didn't have SWAT teams. We didn't have any of this kicking-in-the-door crap. Right. If you were after somebody, you could stake them out, stake out down the street, and wait till they go to the grocery store. Or something like that. You know, I, I would say that drug use is generally bad for society or whatever. But the, the you know, the fact is, drug, drug abuse war, might be bad. Drug, drug, drug abuse is fine. Um, the drug war far, far worse than any kind of drug use that's out there. And I'm sorry, any drug of, that well, that one can use. And this is one of the reasons. The fact that you know, we well, we heard from Brian earlier in Colorado, the cops just coming right into his house. On a phone call from somebody who alleged someone was committing suicide, which Here didn't in America, turn out to be true. Police acting like they own the place. That yep. is not the American way. That is not being a king of your castle. That nope. is not a, a sovereign that makes individual. You a surf. That makes you a sucker. Sorry, that just doesn't. It just doesn't jibe. Let's talk to Cliff in Idaho. As we go back to the phones, Cliff, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello. Yeah, how we doing there? Uh, yeah, you ought to check out. Uh... I've got t- some tapes from Dr. Corsi in that, you know, when he got his uh, press pass, you know, from Montebello. I don't know who that is. Did. Who? And uh, he went to Montebello and that. And, uh, you know, him and a, a person I know also that was there, they witnessed that deal with the three mounted police, you know, had the same boots on. and they The had undercover rocks. cops, the agents provocateur. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you go to Judicial Watch slash SPP, Read the minutes of that meeting because somebody got him through a, a Canadian got him through a, you know, like a FOIA down here. Freedom of Information Act. it's going to blow okay. your mind. Well, you, can you give us the to. executive summary because we may not have time to do it. Many of our listeners are certainly not going to. So what is it that, that is so mind-blowing? Well, what is mind-blowing is they're going to connect, you know, make a, one state out of Canada, Mexico, and the United States. And they're also going to tie in the power structure, you know, for your energy and that, where they can shut everything off with one switch from one location. And, uh, you know, they're lying to everybody saying it doesn't even exist, the SPP. Well, the hell it don't. I got a hold of my uh, state representative here, and I gave her some documents I'd pulled off the web, you know, from the CIA even. And uh, I'm telling you something. We're in bad trouble. The CIA is putting up its papers on the web, on the internet now. Um, the CIA has been. I, I don't think that the SPP makes a lot of sense. Why would the Washington politicians want to give up their power to some other group of politicians um, that would be, you know, over Canada, Mexico, and the United States? Those are making a lot States? of money. I mean, they had these business people that leaked. They're making business. a lot of money now. Lobbyists are giving politicians all kinds of money. I don't see why they would want to. They might make a lot of money in one check, but then they'd be useless. The thing about it is, too, a lot of it's threats and stuff like that. Like, Gonzalez resigned. He's getting out the 17th of uh, September, so you better be watching what goes on after that because he's no dummy. And uh, not well, only that, <laughs> Gonzalez market... is getting kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> not, not really. He... No, 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 no. Well, it sounds stock speculative. market went down 57 points today, and uh, I also talked to uh, the interpreter of the Chinese guy. Wasn't it up, up 300 on Friday? Pardon? Wasn't it up 300 on Friday? 
what I'm trying to tell you is, if uh, you'll let me finish here, sir, okay. is, <laughs> is that uh, it's going to go down in the next three weeks. You can't believe. I, I don't know whether you you know dealing with the stock market. Yeah, or whatever, I got all kinds of stocks in there. I sincerely hope you're wrong. Well, only time will right tell. Now. That's that's for well, sure. And thank Cliff, thank you for the speculation. We appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the SACL CAI toll free line. Look, I I understand I I understand his concerns about the North American Union. A lot of people seem to think that uh, it's on the way. I don't know how far we are down that road. It sounds like a red herring to me. It's something that they want people to worry about so that they can continue to do the things that they've been continuing. And by they, I mean the politicians. Um, you know, this. It no, no. The United States government is not going to give a bit sovereignty to some North American union. The the most they might want to do is tear down some trade restrictions between Canada and Mexico, and I don't think that that's a terrible thing. I don't know, man. They, uh, I, I, as I understand it, the European Union certainly exists. The I've heard rumors about an Asian Union of some sort, and the rumors are certainly flying around. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Don't know when it's going to happen. Cliff thinks the stock market's going to fall in three weeks. Maybe he's right. Maybe he's wrong. I and mean, everybody's got their predictions about the stock market, right? If anybody was correct, then uh, they'd all of a sudden be selling all kinds of newsletters, uh, and people would be subscribing to them, and uh, they'd be making billions. So, only time will tell. 800-259-9231 until then, it's just speculation. And if they, you know, this North American Union thing does um, start to become a little more tangible, become a little more concrete, we can actually find some real solid evidence beyond the conspiracy websites. We'll certainly bring it to you. You know, we'll pay attention. I'm sure our listeners are paying attention. More on the way. You can take control. Dennis, Gene, we got uh, Zach, and hopefully we'll have time for this minute-long audio, 48 seconds of audio that uh, will be a nice little end cap for the show, I think. It's amazing. More on the way. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Just enough time for your call. Maybe, if you make the call now. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. You like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then go and amplify the show. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com. stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. You know our website's free. You know all the features. We give them away. But if you're an amplifier... That helps us get on more radio stations. It helps us spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. So if that's valuable to you and you want to help out Free Talk Live, go to amp.freetalklive.com. Read more about the program, and you will get some perks, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, uh, AMP-only forum and chat room uh, as well. All the details are there, how we're spending the money. We detail that for you, amp.freetalklive.com. Speaking of the AMP-only call-in line, let's talk to Zach in South Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live, Zach. On the AMP line. Hello, Zach. Zach? Okay, we'll try him back. Uh, let's go instead to Gene, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee. Gene, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hi. Have you guys been following uh, what's going on with the We the People organization and Bob Schultz? Well, we, we, we've we paid attention to them in the past. I can't say that uh, I know what's going on today. What's the well, latest? The last have... we knew, they were suing the government uh, over the First Amendment's right to petition for redress of grievances. Right, and uh, one of the petitions is, of course, regarding the income tax, and they sell a, or they were giving away, or I guess in some cases they were um, having, uh, um, you know, their meetings where they would, uh, people would pay twenty dollars to go to the meeting, and then they would get this package for how to uh, stop withholding from income tax on your wages 
until the government would answer the petition for redress of grievances regarding income taxes. Mm-hmm. Which, which sounds completely fair to me. There's a, uh, you know, in the First Amendment, it's the part that nobody really seems to pay much attention to. It says it's the, um, that uh, Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion, whatever, whatever, and then, or the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for redress of grievance. What does right. that mean? That's yeah. exactly what they're bringing up, is that they have the right to petition, and the government absolutely has a duty to answer. Well, of course, the government is not answering. No, the government, def- why in the world would they um, answer? As a matter of fact, they um, sent out letters to the representatives and senators and asked them to uh, meet them there and on the mall in Washington to hear some of their grievances. Nobody they showed show up. Course, and, of course, they used the V for Vendetta outfit as their uh, as their march, and it's it's very all, all very interesting. People can read it on... Uh, their website, which is GiveMeLiberty.org. Now, but what's going latest, on with this package, though, Gene? There's some new development about oh, this package that they're giving yes. out. Uh, see, the government brought a lawsuit against the We the People organization, claiming that this was an abusive tax shelter. You know how the government loves to throw that around. So they're claiming that the We the People organization is an abusive tax shelter, and they have uh, some actions going in court. Now, if they succeed, which, you know, the government seems to always succeed in their own courts. Sure. They they will effectively shut down uh, the We the People organization, claiming that they're an abusive tax shelter and take away all the assets. And, uh, you know, it's basically doing through a civil action that which they can't do in a court of law because they've been losing these court cases. I mean, they lost this one uh, with uh, Je- uh, Beecraft or... or and they've lost the one with uh, Bernie Kuglin right here in Memphis, Tennessee, a few years ago. And there's uh, the one that they... Uh, the so wait a minute, hold on, Gene. If they shut down We the People via this, uh, this other lawsuit, what will happen to We the People's lawsuit that's currently making its way towards the Supreme Court? They, it, will, it will completely stop because there will be no money left in order to prosecute that case. I so see. all of that stuff will end if they succeed at this civil action. And, you know, the government loves to uh, listen to themselves in their own courts. So the chances of we the people actually winning in this is probably pretty darn slim. It looks to me like the government is pulling the rug out from under a very successful campaign to cause them to answer petitions for redress agreements by simply taking all the money. Uh, through a civil action. And now, if, Bob Schultz, he's the guy that's behind We the People. He doesn't seem like the kind of dude to throw in a towel, so I don't know if he would just stop uh, if the government did win in this case, but he's also seems, he also seems like the kind of guy, unlike Eugene, who uh, you know wants to work within the system. Do you feel like Bob Schultz is going to finally throw up his hands and say, okay, this is it, we can't win from within the system, it's time well, for some sort of other action? He, they're a 501c3 organization. They're a tax-exempt organization. You can actually make a donation to We the People, and it's tax-exempt. You can claim it on your income tax return. Well, because they've gotten into bed with the government by claiming that, you know, wanting mm. to be that tax-exempt organization, if they succeed in locking up all their finances, effectively all the actions will cease. Everything that We the People tried to do will end. At that point, it would be up to the individual people to do whatever they want to do. But yeah. Bob Schultz, at that point, will simply be one individual amongst You know, all people of ask me why I don't incorporate Free Talk Live, and it's, it's that exact reason. I have no interest in getting into any sort of agreement uh, with the government. I don't want their protection. I don't want their promises. I don't want their crap. Gene, any final thoughts? 
Well, it's just uh, you sleep with the devil, and uh, it, they, it comes Exactly. Their 501c3 looks like that's going to be their undoing, and I'm sorry to hear that. And, we'll, of course, we'll keep up to date on the situation, and thanks for the call, Gene. Appreciate it. Uh-huh. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. I know those guys are going to fight to the bitter end. However bitter it is, we'll find out. Yeah. Let's talk to Dennis in New Hampshire. Dennis, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Gentlemen, a couple quick points. Yes. The We the People Foundation... The founder, Bob Schultz, is one of the confirmed speakers of New Hampshire Liberty Forum 2008. I Hmm. saw that. That's pretty cool. So, something to be aware of. You can't register yet, but uh, there's a rumor that you're going to be able to register probably in the next few days. Excellent. There you go. What else? But hey, we'll be I want, oh, yeah, y'all been talking about the stock market. You know, I'm looking at the NASDAQ. Over the last three months, it's been completely 100% flat. So, that's about as stable as you can get, you know, whatever. Um, but lastly, the security partnership, new North American Union crazy mm-hmm. thing. Right, the, with, the, with the introducing the Amero-dollar thing. Yeah, well, I, I, I'd like to start a rumor. Okay. okay, great. Everyone else is. Yeah, well, this rumor is that New Hampshire may opt out of it, even whether it exists or not. Yeah, I guess, you know, we, we, we opted out of the real ID. Why in the world couldn't the New Hampshire legislature uh, opt out of the North American Union? Yeah, and then, like, you know, or... Should one ever be constructed, you know? Yeah, I think that's a fine idea. will be one, we won't play along. Fine idea, Dennis. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Let's try the amplifier line unscreened. Who's this? You're on Free Talk Live. This is Zach in South Carolina. Hey there, Zach. What's on your mind? I just had a few things that college students could do. Um, one thing is that textbooks are really expensive, but they're a lot cheaper if you get them used and online. And a great place to do that is Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You yes. get uh, used textbooks for much lower than bookstore prices. Shockingly low prices because the kids that uh, used them last year, they don't need them anymore, and they'll sell them at pennies on the dollar. And also um, students can go on Facebook.com and find campus groups um, dedicated to Ron Paul um, presidential campaign. Hmm. Excellent. That's an excellent way to get uh, to get involved. And by the way, if anybody uses Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, whether it's a used item or a new item you're buying, Free Talk Live will get a percentage. Any other suggestions, Zach? Um, that's all for now. Thanks for the call, dude. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. All right, I just have enough time for this uh, South Carol- uh, Miss South Carolina audio. Uh, millions of Americans have already seen, and people around the world have seen and heard this audio. But I feel bad that we're even giving her title because... People, I feel bad for this poor girl. Now, there's an article in, on People magazine that I found on FARC that says that uh, you know she was caught off guard with this question. It's in the Miss Teen USA pageant. It's one of the questions she was asked up on on stage, and that she was confused. And you know, I understand you get right. nervous when you're on stage. Sure. She's nervous on stage. Yes. On the other hand, it is funny. She doesn't seem like the brightest bulb in the uh, the basket, so to speak. She sure is pretty. It's hard. To, it's hard to believe that uh, again. This, you know, get your kids out of the government high schools. This is a, yet another reason why you just need to get them out of the government schools. This girl goes to government school and she graduated with a 3.5 GPA. This is one of the honor students at a government school. And here's what she had to say to a question asked the other night on the Miss Teen USA Recent pageant. Recent polls have shown a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Why do you think this is? I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some 
people out there in our nation don't have maps, and uh, I believe that our ed education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere <laughs> like such as, and I believe that they should uh, like such our as education and. over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. Um, or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries, so we will be able to build up our future for our children. I just don't know <laughs> if I should be crying or laughing because oh. our kids are in such a dire situation in these government schools. The kids in America don't know where America is because they don't have maps or something. And something to do with Iran and... Like, for South, sure, Mark. South for sure, totally. Oh, my God. But you're right. She is a looker. <laughs> you just keep combing that hair, sweetie. We'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.